Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Yeah. Had a good weekend this week. This weekend. <laughs> tell us about that. it. <laughs> I will, but first, let me just tell you how much we really appreciate you listening to the show and uh, want to learn more about you. If you have a minute to spare, I would really appreciate it if you visited www.podsurvey.com to fill out a short survey telling me who you are and what you like to do. This information will be used to help me create content for the show and to find advertisers you want to hear from, which helps us keep the show on the air and pay the bills around here. Thanks again, and if you have time, please do visit www.podsurvey.com to complete the survey and help us learn more about you. Thank you for indulging me as I read that. All right. And now we're on to the show, and uh, we're going to have a great show today because how long has it been? A hundred shows since he's been shows, on, yeah. and 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 especially since I discovered uh, the YouTube channel 106 North Albany, and it's just loaded with championship wrestling from Florida stuff dating Whoa. back to the '60s even, and I'm in heaven. And so it made me think of this guy today, and he's uh, it's been called a lot of things: Prince of Darkness, Dungeon Master, you know, all kinds of things. Taskmaster, yeah. Taskmaster, and. Um, and I, not only like I consider him a friend and a colleague, but like I grew up being in awe of this guy. Kevin Sullivan's going to be on the show, and I'm Sweet. really excited. Yeah. Whoop. Boy, it took me a long time to spit that out, didn't it? Well, you gave him a great intro. There's nothing wrong well, with that. Well, he's the man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, like five decades. You would not believe how scared people were of Kevin Sullivan in the state of Florida. I mean, petrified. That stuff, you know. And he talked about, you know, I mean, we're not going to. I'm not going to do a repeat. You know, of like all the stuff we talked about before, but you know, like you know, in Florida, the, the you know people thought that the stuff he was spewing was like satanic, and it wasn't. It was Hindu stuff. Sure, but uh, but it really the way he did it, it came across really you know. Say, anyways, it was amazing stuff to grow up watching. Good delivery does wonders. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, and just the the, and it was just the creativity that was involved. So. Uh, yeah. So there's uh, you know, a few different things going on in uh, in wrestling, and uh, and one of them is uh, oh yeah. Before I talk about that, I had a great weekend. Tell us about it. Yeah. Well, last weekend, uh, the prior weekend, I was at Alamo City Comic Con. I don't know if I talked about it not much, much but, but it was fun. You know, I was there with Dustin and uh, Goldust. Yeah, Gold. 
Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to him right now. Uh, you know, uh, Dustin's been pretty open about his struggles. And, you know, he stayed, he's been sober for a long time and clean. But that doesn't mean we still don't go through shit. And Dustin's going through a little shit right now, man. He shared with the, with people, you know, on Twitter just about, you know, self-worth, self-worth and, you know, all those things. And, and just, the, you know, just being down and sharing it with everyone. And I just wanted to send him some love. And I, I, uh, I would encourage everyone else uh, to do that as well. We love you, Dustin. Absolutely. Uh, but I was with them again this weekend in uh, Rhode Island. Well, we were there together, Rhode Island Comic Con. We weren't there together together. I was there with Scott and Kev this this weekend. Scott, Kev, and I. Um, and uh, I saw Ken Shamrock this weekend. It was great catching up with Ken. He looks incredible. Looks so good. And he's going to start wrestling, having matches. Yeah. He has a match coming up in Australia he was talking about. And... Uh, and I'm happy uh, to see Ken come and get a little piece of this, you know, re, you know, uh, resurgence in, in wrestling. He deserves it. He looks like a million dollars yeah. plus. Yes, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, and um, and so yeah, Kenny was there. Uh, Road Warrior Animal. We just had on the show. Mm-hmm. It's always great seeing Joe. Uh, uh, Ellsworth was there, uh, and you know who was there, and I didn't. I go up and say anything to him because I thought I would get a chance at some point, and uh, and I feel really bad because, you know, um, I'm you know like kind of in awe of this guy too, man, Nathan Jones. Wow. Oh, he was at LA Comic Con. Yeah, two and, weeks ago I saw him. And I'm like, if he's if someone knows him and tell, like, hears this, like I apologize for not coming up and introducing myself. Uh, um, goes both ways so you could have come over and said hi to us when i saw him at (laughs) la comic-con he was like running to catch his kid because his kid was just in awe of everything going on and i like turned and i saw him and i turned back around i turned back around and his handler's like he went to get his kid he'll be back if you want to like meet him and get a picture or something isn't his film career like really busy oh he's after troy i think it just and fury road continue to grow and grow yeah Yeah. wow yeah Uh, so and uh and I uh, got to see Danny Trejo, and Danny fell in love with Lou. He was, you know, um, he was like, he was obsessed with Lou. Who is it? You know, um, and, you know, he's feeding her, and, and, uh, and, you know, he definitely won her heart. He knows what's up. He He's one of these dog whisperer type people. He loves dogs, and uh, and he works and goes out there and, and, and helps rescue and wow. save dogs. and. You know, the big, the, the the scary Danny Trejo is actually, you know. A big softie. Yeah, of course. Did he right? talk about his taco shop? Yeah, yeah, nice. he mentioned that. Yeah. Doesn't he have a donut yeah, we're place? Yeah, we're going gonna, gonna to connect back here, you know, in, in, yeah. in town here. Uh, but, so yeah, a nice tea was there with Coco. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and Nate. You know, I don't know if the you saw the the picture that was tweeted out of all three me and myself, Scott and Kevin and and, Nate, and Rick. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw that there was one with you and Danny Trejo that and, yeah, yeah, and Lou. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, anyways, Rick's, and lots of fans posted pictures of all, like meeting you and getting to interact with you. The figures they got signed, the eight by tens they got signed. So everyone seemed to have a really good yeah. Time. I'm very grateful uh, that you know uh, everyone came out, and it was hard to find us. Really? So, because we weren't in the main celebrity area, they put all the wrestlers oh. together, and a lot of the guys weren't happy about it. Mm. And yes, it did affect it a little bit because you know they didn't, a lot of people didn't know we were there even. Uh, but we did just fine, 
it's like, you know what? Thank you. We are just we're happy to be here. People, you know, that want to find us, they came and they found us. And we did we did well. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the thing with cons, like any con, like you know, if you know someone that you want to see, like you'll find them. You'll go through the whole brochure. Right. Doesn't many yeah. doesn't matter if there's hundreds of names and booths on there, you will find the person you want to see. So eventually it works out. So yeah. And so how are we doing on this. time? You know, as I'm here rambling on, Marcus. We're doing great on time. All right. I mean, as far as the twelve the twelve oh five for Kevin. We got ten. Yeah, we got yeah, we're good. All right. So um you I, I, I just want to right now. Um, uh, send some love to Triple H, Paul, the back hunter. I, I never really call him Paul. I always, uh, well, sometimes I call him Paul. Sometimes I call him Hunter. It depends mm-hmm. on the, what we're, I don't know. I wonder what it depends on, actually. Maybe I, should, maybe I should sit here and figure that out. You've always called him Paul on the podcast. On the podcast, you've yeah. always said Paul. On, anyways, so, uh, man. You talk about a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what that feels like tearing your your pack like that. I mean, I showed you just a you, little you bit ago. You did worse right? than just way your worse pack. than that. You did but, everything. Yes. So uh, and I finished the match, but I the my match had a minute left. Mm-hmm. He had like what, what was that 10, 15 minutes at least. Yeah. Yeah. And he he and he he still moved moved it around a lot. Like you know, he still. They they went through all the stuff. I mean, you could tell he was favoring it big time, but still, like they still finished the match. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what you could tell, I, I mean, none of us can tell if they if they subtracted anything. You know, it's hard to tell that, but uh, you you know it. And like just, man, what a tough son of a bitch! Holy yeah. shit! Wow. You and, said the torn peck, what you, that was the most painful yeah. thing you've ever gone through. Oh, yeah. Well, it was the, actually, it wasn't the peck tear, uh, which was incredibly painful, or the bicep tear. It was the compartment syndrome that came with it that I showed yeah. you the picture of. It, it's just like stabbing pain. Not just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. An, it's amazing. Like when they were asked, telling me that like, I could lose my arm, I'm like, you know, uh, I almost was thinking, you know, take it, man. This If this shit feels like this, like, yeah, you, you know. Obviously, I didn't want that, but like those thoughts go through your mind when you're experiencing that much pain. And he showed a picture. I mean, just his whole entire right yeah. side, just black and blue. All the blood rushed to the area, and I think he's going yeah. under the knife today. And it looked like his bicep was torn because the picture. Like I, I, I was, I didn't talk to him on the phone, but last night, like during RAW, I was texting back and forth with with them, and he was just telling me that no, his bicep's not torn. That was like something caused that from like some patches that he's. Stuck on there as far as the bruising on the bicep. Mm-hmm. So, um, so thankfully, it was just a pec tear, but those are some big, meaty ass pecs to be tearing. Yep. You know? And how long does that take for recovery? Like, once the surgery actually happens? I, you know, that who knows? And, 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 you know, someone like Paul and, and, and those guys that have worked with uh, Dr. Andrews and, and some of those doctors uh, that have worked pretty much like worked orthopedic miracles in some cases. Like, I mean, I've seen these guys come back in half the time Yeah, that, you know, normally it would take. And uh, right now, so, what I've heard is that he is out for WrestleMania. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, that, but that's we'll, what they we'll say. see. We'll see. Anytime there's a pec tear in that kind of procedure, six months is the safe assumption that's, or longer. That's what I was going to say about six ish. At least. But for yeah. someone like him, I'm never going to doubt. Mm-hmm. So. 
is flying with an injury like that? See, horrendous? yeah, man, that's that's yeah. a bad idea. Yes. And I don't know what they must have did to keep that from ha- like you know that what happened to me that yeah, compartment but- syndrome. Like especially when you get up in the air like that, like that can happen up there because you you swell anyways. Yeah, it's like I don't know if you ever flown and if you ever take your shoes off when you're flying and then try to put your shoes back on when you land and they won't fit because your feet are swollen. Like it, yeah, that kind of shit happens when you fly and especially, you know. How long flight yeah, is that? Yeah, that's got to be like a 12-hour flight easily. No, way longer. Come on, man. No, it's about a 24-hour trip. Yeah. I, I was just back in Pakistan. It's very close. It's um, 17 hours one way before a layover. Then it could be another couple. Just like a lot of, just like with the knee, you have to be really careful with flying. They probably secured it incredibly well. And blood clots. Yeah. You know, I mean. Real careful. Chris, uh, Chris Candido mm-hmm. flew home, blood clot, right. dead. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so... And how do you think this also affected the dynamics of this match? Because as we said, you know, this happened earlier on, you know. Yes. Obviously, Triple H was helping, you know, work the match and all of this. So, you know, how does that affect, you know, obviously Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane? How does that change? Well, since I wasn't there when, you know, they were talking this thing over and putting everything together, I can only make, I can only guess. And, um... I it does from from looking at it, it doesn't look like that much changed after the injury, except for you could just tell he was favoring it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of the stuff wasn't as crisp, or you know, he couldn't grab a hold of you know, like for you know, pedigree and that, like like he would want to. Um, but as far as like any plans change or someone else picking up the slack for the other, I don't think that happened out there. I don't. Like from the looks of it, and Sean went out there like a boss and uh, just held held that shit together. Like he was, he looked better than anyone in that match. <laughs> he did, yeah. You know, the guy that has been hasn't had a match in, you know, what's it been a decade? Like eight years or so. A de- better part of a decade uh, is, and nothing, you know, not sliding Paul because Paul's always still great out there, but like Sean was just, you know. <laughs> I was like, damn, Sean, man, that was a pleasure to watch. And it really was, man. It was just, and I knew he was going to go out there and, and like people are going, oh man, you know, he's going to go out there. And like, trust me, man, Sean Michaels is not going to go out there, even for that kind of money and embarrass himself. He's a perfectionist, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He knew he could go out there and do that before he even, uh, before he even signed up. So try, yeah, absolutely. And he covered some things out there. There was some, there were some botches on some on, you know, other people. I'm not going to name names, but there he covered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys that have been working a lot more than he has, you know. So wow, man, and uh, and he's got a nice looking head, nice looking bald head. <laughs> You know, it's just weird, right? Yeah, it's weird it's seeing that. To see him like that. And you know, Sean is a guy. You know, and uh, you know, when once the once the match gets going, he you know um, the hair comes down. Well, not so much, you know, towards the end, but yeah, it would yeah, but and the hair would go fine when he would sell, you know, and register punch, and and so we don't have that when we you know cut the hair. That's one of the big things why wrestlers had long hair. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it was because it was cool, but the other part was like. You know, it was really a good visual when the hair would go flying. So, 
Yeah. All right. What else is going on? We got two minutes and 50 seconds. Well, 49, I guess really quickly, do you want to talk about Survivor Series? <laughs> we do have some matches coming up. November 18th is the show here in Los Angeles. And, you know, okay, so we're going to start off with Rhonda and Becky because last week you talked about how you thought that it was a bad idea that it was already a yes. singles match between them. So now that, you know, it is a singles match, not a team match, hey, what do you think? No use bitching about it now because they made the decision and it's great now too. It's just, I think it's, I... Personally, would not have, I don't want to say wasted, I would not have used this singles match on Survivor Series when they could have gotten a ton out of a uh, Team Becky versus Team Ronda. But do you think that, though, you know, Becky, Becky is one of the people that, one of the best people that Ronda has been, is going to be in the ring with. Yeah. And, you know, this is going to make Becky even a bigger star. So do you see that maybe instead those could be the pros of having this match a little bit earlier? Yeah, that's fine, but you could they would she'd still be getting the rub even in a uh even in a uh, Survivor Series match. I mean, you're still facing off against uh Ronda Rousey. You're mm-hmm. still in a in a feature match and you're also saving cuz you can't go back. I mean, well, I guess you can. You can go backwards, but you you know, uh I just I just think it I would have done this different. Agreed. So, I'm uh, I'm backing off a little bit on like you know, calling people stupid or whatever last week. That's just me being a dumbass. But well, I think keep in mind, but, too, know. I think they might be struggling to come up with a card that's going to fill out three hours because it's so soon. I think mm. maybe that's part of the reason that these champion versus champion matches are happening. It's kind of maybe short term trying to come up with yeah. stuff. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. And another match that was also announced, which was Brock Lesnar, will be taking on AJ Styles, which we've seen this match in the past. It was incredible. And now it's going to happen again. Any thoughts? Uh... No, not yet. It's not, I just, I'm not like, I'm not that uh, caught up in, in the, in the prop right now to, so next week we can talk about that. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but we do have to talk about Blue Chew. Any before we take a break and come back with Kevin Sullivan, I'd like to tell you a thing or two about Blue Chew. If you're looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, go to bluechew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Mm -hmm. Johnny, you know. I know. I use BlueChew, and she called back. What up, everybody? Oh, you got You got a rematch? Yeah. We're dating now. <laughs> Are you going uh, an hour through? Are you going? No, of course not. I'm not doing an Iron Man. No, mm-hmm. but uh, nonetheless, it's yeah. still better than I've ever been. So since they're chewable, they'll work faster than a pill. And it, that's true, too. Even on a full stomach. Yeah. You know? Not that you want to get busy on a full stomach, but if the thing, if it if it happens, like you pop a cup of chew a pill, you wait 20, 30 minutes, boom. I took mine while eating nachos. That was fine. Yeah, so, um, and they, you know what? They taste like, well, kind of like sweet tarts a little bit. They do. Nice. Well, anyway. Skittles. Yeah. For your... And they come in this neat little, you know, where is it? Actually, discreet uh, packaging. Very discreet packaging. You're not going to know what it is. No one's going to know what it is. See, check it out. Boom. It's this It's this envelope, and it's got these little, you know... We've got the product on hand. The little singles in there. Look at that. Yeah. Dude. And and it's just great to be able to carry these around like that. Okay. Uh, so where was I? Since they're chewable, they work faster than the pill. I already said that part. Mm-hmm. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And you know the Cialis one? Like I take that also. As it helps for the for the guys my age and helps with our prostate. 
So just even if you're not getting busy, like take one of these every day mm-hmm. just for prostate health. And that's my own, that's not Blue Chew telling you that, by the way. Uh, that's my own little anecdote. I mean, it's actually medical. My, my doctor does prescribe it to me for that. Sure. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, and this stuff is definitely cheaper than those other two, Viagra and, and Cialis, especially mm-hmm. like if you go to the doctor and, you know, go have it filled at the pharmacy and your insurance doesn't cover it. Hmm. Holy shit. No doubt. Anyways, um, plus you don't need to go to the doctor's office for this. Uh, or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Blue Chew ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Kind of like this. <laughs> so, uh, anyways. Hey, Denise. Did yes. you get any Blue Chew for your boyfriend yet? I have not, but I definitely should, Use though. my promo code. BlueChew.com <laughs> slash XPOC. That's BlueChew.com slash XPOC. Oh, I was supposed to tell you about the great deal. Yeah, tell us about the great deal. Yeah, visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code XPOC. Just pay $5 shipping. And if you do, I want you to send us your proof of purchase and we'll send you something signed. It might be an 8x10. It might be a... What's half of an eight by ten? Four by five. Four by five. Or something like that. You know, know, uh, but just an appreciation for you supporting our sponsors, especially Blue Chew. Mm -hmm. Because Blue Chew, like for everyone, like all the wrestling fans out there that enjoy all the incredible free content that's available out there right now, Blue Chew helps uh, support a lot of that, including Mm -hmm. us. Keeps the lights on. Yeah. So, special thank you to Blue Chew. Yes. You know, uh, not just for, uh, you know, making the bedroom experience better, but also for supporting some amazing wrestling content out there. So the people, uh, you know, listening and watching can and you, uh, indulge themselves without having to pay. And you feel great when yeah. you take one. It's not anything that you're going to feel overly affected by other than the positive effects. And so I was yeah. very pleasantly surprised by that. So thank yeah. you, Blue Chew. Yeah, thank you. Again, that's BlueChew.com. Promo code XPOC. All right, we're going to take a break and be right back with Kevin Sullivan. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Uh, joining us over the phone right now is somebody that I, you guys heard me how excited I was earlier and mm-hmm. going on and on. And, uh, like, you know, I grew up watching this guy. Uh, I was in awe of this man. Uh, and then I became a colleague of his. And, like, it's, I think I call him a friend, and uh, and I, he's one of the guys that I'm. You know, I don't get excited uh, about a lot of guests, but and uh, he's been on before, uh, and he's back, and he's Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Yes. I'm. So, I'm so sincerely like everything I just said, Kevin. I'm so sincerely uh, like excited to have you on the show again, man. You know, and you know, you're one of my favorites. And you know, I, I always say that some people don't get credit for credit they deserve. Like the NWO, you were the intricate part in that. I, and I and I like to ask you, Posse, this: There's been two in my whole time I've been in the wrestling business, two great factions: the NWO and DX. There's only one guy that's been in both. Explain that to me, why he isn't in the Hall of Fame. Uh, You know how that goes. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. 
It's like Meltzer always guy, says. It's up to Vince. <laughs> yeah, but this guy, there are, there are things that will stick out forever in the wrestling business, good or bad. Like uh, Tugboat falling through the wall yeah. and Shockmaster, right? Yeah. The, the parody they did with the Four Horsemen, where Sean was crying like Flair. Yeah. Those guys <laughs> were like schoolgirls pissed off in the back. Boy, were they ever, I Kevin. loved it. Oh, they were so hot because it was so true. Parody is, you know, close to reality, and yeah. it was so good. And the thing about the NWO was before Hogan turned, you had a giant, and Kevin was huge at the time. You had a guy that looked like Tarzan. Yep. Then you had the punk guy that you'd say, <laughs> and then he had the camera, and he was doing crazy things, yeah. running the steiners off the yeah. road, and crazy things like that. People going... They're all nuts, but I know the two guys will beat me up, but the other guy may burn my house down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and have sex with your, yeah. your wife or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you know, that I you just brought it up, and I've talked about this here and there, and because it's one of my favorite things I've ever done, and that was run the Steiners off the road. Did you ever see it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and so and and we've talked about this and how they played it one time, and then standards and practices uh, wouldn't allow it to be played anymore. No more. Amazing. Right. Oh, so yeah, and, and, the, and, and it was done so well in the camera. Do you remember when you first came up with the idea and gave it to me? You keep we were giving in the me back of that. Robots Arena. Do you remember that? Yes. And it was with. Uh, Robots Arena guys used to have also like a 4-H club once a year. That's right, because it was a fairground. He, call, yeah. he calls me over like, come here, come here, i got to talk to you. And I'm going to a stall. I think I'm going to know him. They're going to push me in knee-deep of horseshit or something. <laughs> and he says, I got this idea. And it, it was so out-of-the-box thinking. It was fabulous. And I mean... They did, the reason why it worked, it was the personalities, but they did things that people hadn't seen before. And they were, you know, they were the hottest baby faces and hottest heels. And I've said this before. Uh, Even today, I I go to a convention and I say, I'll be talking about the NWO and guys would say, well, they didn't want to do jobs. Go to Charlotte, all three of them and lay in the ring, giving up in the middle. All three. I mean, all yeah. three of them in the middle of the ring, giving up in Charlotte and the people in Charlotte are jumping in their pants for Christ's sakes. Mm. And they, they did business all the time, but they knew when to do business. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's the key. It isn't being afraid to do a job. When you're this hot, you got to be careful when you do it. And when they did it, it was draining to the audience. They finally got to see it. Yep. So they could come back the next week and get all kinds of heat. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah, it was, it was orchestrated very well. And I had a little to do with it, but most Oh, come on, Kevin. You had a I, ton to do no, with it. No. Mostly my thing was saying, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> yeah. So it, it was great. <laughs> hey, you know, Kevin, <laughs> when, since you're talking about that, like, uh, like, I understand how uncomfortable that was for all the baby faces to have to go through all that without knowing, like, okay, when is there light at the end of the tunnel? Because it didn't seem like there was any for them for a while there. Yeah, and if you remember. But they were uh, dead. They, there, was, there was hardly a baby face there that anyone gave a shit about. Here's the thing. We weren't drawing anything. The pay-per-views were flat. Right. You guys came in, and the, the famous one in Orlando where they called the police that thought you guys had actually invaded. And my contribution was saying, whatever you, you do, don't hit him with the baseball bat. As he's, nod my head. Yeah. Yes, hit him. Hit him. <laughs> and, it went, it took off, and these guys would come out to me, the baby faces, and saying, when are we going to get our chance? And I'd say to them, to be a knight in shining armor, you have to be the fire-breathing dragon, not a salamander. Yeah. Let's give them some fire yet, yet. I mean, and the heat was instantaneously in. I think with you guys and on the other channel, Stone Cold changed the business where it was cool to be an anti-hero. You guys would cheer just as much as your boot. And, yeah. and the guys, listen to what I'm going to say, all your, all your guys in your studio with you and lady. I saw the damnedest thing I ever saw in my life. Oh, yeah. I go up to watch the <laughs> matches in Dayton, Ohio. I thought it was Canton, but it was Dayton? Yeah. Okay. I thought I was watching the Crips in the Blood. There were two gangs. They had flags, WCW, NWO flag, and they were fighting in the audience, and the cops were arresting them and yeah. throwing them over that little short reel. And I said, boy... The people have really bought into this. You know, the uh, it, it's like they not only gangs, it was they were choosing teams. Yeah, like hooligans in, this in is our, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like you said, the hooligans in Europe uh, at the soccer games. Yeah. It was crazy. It really was. Yeah, it was never anything like that before. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen, I've never seen anything like that since, Kevin. You know, and unfortunately, they try to recapture yeah. it and try to do it. And, you know, they try to do the shield. And believe me, I think these kids today, are the best Amazing. athletes of yes. all time is to be wrestlers. Yeah. But this was three unique personalities. And I always go back to the, the thing you did with the four horsemen. And this is not being knocking those three kids, but I don't think they could have pulled that off. And I always judge things. Could those three guys pull it off? Could this? Could anybody ever pull off a hard time interview? But Dusty, no way. Could anybody do the woo like Rick? No way. Could anybody at his time do the Hulkamania? 
I mean, we're lacking that today. And I think that's the unfortunate thing yeah. is I believe these kids could do it if they let them do it and didn't script anything for them. Because when you meet them, they're very personable outside the ring. I mean, I never met Mark Henry until a few years ago. And he came up to me and introduced himself. And he's personable. He's intelligent. He's got this humorous side <laughs> to him. But you could tell, you know, when he gets serious, he's a scary individual. Yeah, yeah. And then I look at, then I look at some of the things they, that the interviews they did, and it's almost like, okay, we're going to tone these interviews down because we don't want anybody to get over the three letters WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's something We're to gonna... be said for that, Kevin. Yeah. You think so, too? Yes. Don't, don't yeah. you think so? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were where they don't want, like, like I've heard, and, like, it's not, like, anything, you know, official, but I've heard the mentality is, like, they don't want to cre create another, you know, somebody bigger than the brand, than the brand you know? Okay. When I started this went into my head, when I started to think about it, was when Hogan wrestled The Rock in Toronto, yeah. which I thought was a horrible decision in Toronto because when him and Orndorff feud was over for a couple of years, they just threw the match up there. They drew 70,000 70, people. Oh, at the outdoor stadium, yep. you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a bad place to put that match. Hmm. And then the people didn't want to see Hogan lose anymore. He's like Ali at the end of his career. Right. We don't want to see him lose. But that night after, afterwards, The Rock made the great interview. Finally, the Hulk is, came back to the Hulkamaniacs. Great thing. Then Kevin and Scott come down. If Kevin and Scott had screwed those guys over and beat them up and left them laying. Yeah. You couldn't have shoehorned people into yeah. the building. Actually, I Hulk did me a solid that time because I, I was out hurt when, when, when they came back. And uh, when Hulk turned babyface, I came out uh, and blindsided him with the chair, and he got color for me. And that, that was my intro back into, you know, from 10 months uh, being off. So that was an incredible thing that was done for me, actually. I was able to leave WWE on, uh, you know, in main events. But, hey, Kev... Um, uh, I was to, to go back to what uh, we were talking about in WCW and that and that that real that real heat, Kevin. That you were, that was your specialty. Um, and 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 real quick, I just want to talk about those baby faces that were uncomfortable. Those same baby faces, when it was all said and done, were more over than they had ever been in their entire lives. Sting, Lex Luger, DDP, you know. Uh, so those guys ended up doing really well from that. And, uh, right? Oh, it is what I'm going to say. The only one that was half over before you came, guys came, was Sting. But it was the blonde-headed Yeah. Okay? Right. And he had started to lose his team. For sure. Luger, you know, he had been the Lex Express. He'd been the number one guy for Crockett. He had been the number one guy for WCW. Didn't draw unless it was against Flair for the title, and then they didn't want to put the title on him, so that killed him off. Diamond Dallas Page, he went through. He, you know, he used to come out with a mink coat 
is a beautiful wife, a medallion that looked like a, a hubcap around his neck, you know, uh, two color hair. He didn't get over until you guys said, hey, we're going to make you the working man's dusty roads right, with the jeans and, you know, come out, yeah. come out with the ribs hurt sometimes. I mean, those guys were never going to get over. Never, never. And they were so coddled before they got their way when they would say, oh, I, I, I love Lex to death. Yeah, I love me too. Lex to death. But, but, but Lex would say to me, well, Lex Luger wouldn't do that. Well, <laughs> That's right. I, I, had, I, had a, I had a great answer for those guys then. I'd say, well, go, go talk to those, those three and see what you, they want right. to do then. <laughs> oh, well, well, we'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see what your point is. But we took you know, care of Lex. We not, love Lex, too, and we took care of him. It was time for us to get heat, but when, when, when we gave it back to Lex, he was so fucking white hot. Excuse my F. Bob, he was so uh, white hot, man. By the time it was all said and done, he Hogan was dropping dropping a fall to him on TV. When he when you guys got him hot, and we booked that match, uh, Luger and Hogan on TV. There wasn't anybody in America thought he was going to put Hogan in the rack and win right. the belt. Nobody, and it was because of you guys getting the heat on him. They were expecting somebody to run down or some kind of thing. Yep. And like what I said before, when you guys did finishes, it was in the middle of the ring. There was no question that you lost. Yep. And that's what means something. And, and you know, you guys had Luger over really strong. It was the strongest he ever was. And the rack meant something then, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could go for a false finish. I remember one time, you were working with him in a real small town. It was a house show. Yep. And he he went to do the rack. And because you're so athletic, you grabbed the top rope and actually took him over with you, you by grabbing his arm with your legs. You both hit the floor. And I can remember this. You posted him. Yeah. He, you rolled back in the ring. He came in. You went to, I think, uh, to give him a clothesline. He ducked. You hit the ropes, and he picked you up and put you in the rack. The people went crazy. Yeah, he could. He couldn't have got a a, a popcorn fart <laughs> for that guy. Popcorn fart. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Kev? Actually, he he listened. You know, it was easy to work with Lex when he was over. Cause all you had, you know, just as yeah. long as he listened. But you know what I was, what I was getting to about the 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 real like heat is where I don't. I think that's a thing of the past, Kevin. I don't think they'll, they're able to get that real heat anymore. No, I I don't think they can. But I also think they sabotage themselves with the social media. Yeah, like uh, right after the match, they'll text one another and this is why I say and you agree with me that WWE isn't going to let anybody get over those numbers yeah. or letters rather they will say oh great match thank you very much the only one that doesn't seem to do that is Brock and there's a mystique about Brock Yeah. so I mean I think there should be somebody there looking at uh, 
what they're sending out and have to get it okayed before they send stuff out. Yeah, yeah I agree with you that. Know, you Kevin. know what I'm saying? Do you know who who's, does an amazing job is uh, uh, Tommaso Chiappa. I was just going to say he's the one guy. Yeah. You know, if you re- look yeah. at his social media, he stays heel. I mean... He he's a heel in his dreams, Kevin. When he's dreaming <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, and, and guys that are on uh, Independence and Impact, Sammy Callahan yes. when he hit Eddie Edwards with the ball back. Yes. And everybody thought he was going to apologize. He said, "You guys should be talking about me. You should be talking about me." And people were hot at him. Yeah. For, oh, it, you know, he, he. That's how you can bring it back. I mean, things like that. Never. Huh? It's never going to go all the way back, but they'll still believe in something. Yeah. Hey, so speaking of that kind of thing, are you familiar with what Austin Aries did at that uh, Impact pay-per-view oh. with Johnny Morrison? No. Uh, tell me, tell me which one you're talking about. The title thing? Yeah, yeah. it was the title match. Uh, yeah, John uh, Johnny Impact wins the title, and within seconds, Aries right. essentially popped up, left the ring, apparently flipped the bird to Don Callis and the cameras, and left, and no one knows what or why <laughs> there's no answers yet and so people are you know is it a work is it like who knows and why don't we just like you know not be so like uh set on figuring that out and then and just enjoy the craziness you know that's what i was just gonna say let's enjoy it you know what that reminds me of what it reminded me of brian told me that kind myself. of thing yeah the biggest compliment i got was when you and nash Said uh, along uh, with I thought it was real. Guys. I thought it was real. Yeah, I yeah. was in the business, yeah. deep in the business. Yeah, and people got to watch the paper because they thought it was real. So, hey, let's enjoy it. Let's not dissect everything. Let's enjoy yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, and and there's been some controversies this last couple of weeks too about the Saudi Arabia thing. Yep. Okay. You're a company that's traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, the right thing to do, morally or not, they get a a contract and they get an obligation to the people buy their stocks. So they did, in my estimation, the right thing because they would have, first of all, got their sued through the gazoo, their stocks were falling through to the bottom. And I mean, I, I, I also give the guys credit that didn't want to go. And back in our day, that mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened. No way. Right? <laughs> no, they they'd be never done. allow that. They'd be but done. I, I, give, yeah. I give them credit for letting the guys make that decision. So, there's been a movement now in the wrestling business to, I think, so we're starting to see more positive things. So I, I, I like what's going on. And let's enjoy, like you said, Aries and Johnny and, and, and enjoy it. And rather than argue about it, yeah. let's go back and look at it and see if, if we can figure something out about it. Yep. And hopefully... Let's look at the next thing they're going to do because you know they're going to try to top something like that if it is a uh, a work. So I think that's great. Yeah, I do, I do too. As long as you know, um, 
Well, no one's hurt, and uh, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, some people might not be in on what's going on, maybe in the in the promotion, and you know, that can rub rub people the wrong way. Um, but still, like, come on, just en- enjoy everyone. Uh, and, and Kevin, do you feel like we, this goes back to your point about factions getting so much heat back in the day? Do you feel like in this modern era of social media, the fourth wall is constantly being broken way too often, and it's taking fans out of it a little bit? Yeah, I, I think that, but the thing was, you got to remember, these guys came unannounced. They actually, you know, and, and they, they tried to do with the shield, walking through the audience, correct? But these guys came unannounced, and they left on top. This looked like, hey, and we didn't use their names. Right. We didn't say Diesel or Nash or Hall or Waltman for you know for a long time, and it was. I think I don't know if you had the most unique three guys in the business, and then when you added Hogan, another guy from New York, you're using the twelve years of. Uh, push they got in New York and then they brought them here with new opponents and blew the place up. I do. I think it can happen again. Uh, I'd love to be able to say yes, but boy, catching that lightning in the bottle twice is hard. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like maybe pulling the curtain, you know, like put, you know, Closing the curtain again, so like people can't see as much behind scenes, and and maybe just you know, okay, kayfabe is dead in the sense that you know everyone knows it's a show, and and right. and all that. But still, can't we kayfabe like you know talking to good bad heels talking to baby faces? Can't we, you know, protect the storylines more outside of you know outside of work and and. And help bring a little more of that mystique back. I, I'm with you 100. percent I'm with you 100. percent Is that doable? I think there's yes, because how you start, in my estimation, is you stop showing all the interviews backstage. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I this hit me the other day, night. I was watching the uh, Patriots play the Packers. Right now, it's a big rivalry. Well, after the show, after the game, they showed them on the field. And I said, I've never seen a football game where they go into the locker room. It's like church. It's a sanctuary. You don't allow the people back there. And we used to be that way. They would never allow it. I think if you started it slowly and eventually got rid of it, you could shoot a hell of an angle if you left it alone yeah. for a year where you would be cutting a promo and saying, or rather than that, Babyface is cutting a promo and saying, what's the time we're in? I'm fired at St. Louis. Okay, we'll be back. And, and you guys come in and jump on somebody and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And the tape was running and they, they don't want to show the tape and you guys being the heels get a uh, a, a slimy judge to say, yeah, they're going to show the tape. It's 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 like anything else. They've done it too often, and they're doing it now, <clears throat> in my estimation, 
for nothing. There's nothing comes out of it. If there was yeah. something coming out of it that was a real hot angle, I'd say, yeah, do it. But there's not. Kevin, earlier you were talking about scripted promos and, you know, saying, like, you know, they should let the guys go and kind of do a little bit more of their thing. Obviously, we know that you were absolutely great at promos. So I want to know, do you think that you would have been able to adopt um, getting used to doing the scripted promos, like, back in the day? If they write the check, you'd have to. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice do you give to the guys that are doing scripted promos to make it, you know, better? But I'll give you an example. I know what you're saying. Uh, Terry Funk went up there to do something with uh, one of the guys where he was passing the torch, and they gave him a script, and he said, hand it back. He said, no disrespect, but nobody knows how to do Terry Funk better than Terry Funk. And I think that's the problem. I mean, I think that some of these young guys that are so talented, if they let them go on their own, and okay, if they don't hit it out of the park, Sean, there That's were a lot of guys yeah. in, in our era that didn't hit it out of the park. But the ones that did were entertaining as hell. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even if they yeah. didn't, Kevin, even if they didn't, those promos and those interviews and everything were still coming from a more authentic place. And they could, and people could yeah. tell. I agree with you 100%. It's like watching three movies and two of them just so-so, but one's great. You know what I mean? Yep. But the other ones weren't bad, but the other one really stood out. Yeah. You know, so I, I agree with you 100%. Kevin, you would be one of the guys that, you know, uh, they will give a lot more leeway to and just give you like your verbiage and probably go here, do, uh, you know, you know, make Hit it yours. Yeah. Kevin. Make it yours. Like, I mean, cause they do, some people do the guys that go out there and, and crush it on promos are like, you know, uh, get more leeway. So I know that's a thing. Now. Okay. So now what was it like working with Brian Pillman when he was developing the character of the loose cannon? Well, he was so far into it. I mean, uh, he, he, you know, I, I've said this before, and I want all your guys' uh, input on this. If he had lived, do you think they would ever talk about any other feud but Pillman and Austin? Wow. That yeah. would have been the, that would have been the feud, right? Yeah. I mean, were they, that gun was pulled. I mean, that was, you know, whether you liked it or not, it, it, everybody's still talking about That's it. Right. What, 20 something years later. They, they, and if, and if Brian hadn't broken his ankle and could still move, the matches would have been incredible. And Brian had, was like, uh, you know, one of those method actors. He yeah. would get into that. Thing. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when we went to uh, Europe for 10 days, we went to Germany and uh, Switzerland. He got to the bus late every day, slept in the bus till we got to the building, went to the building, slept to the building till the referee op- woke him up before his match. He didn't say a word to anybody for the 10 days. And that's how he was getting into it. I mean, people were starting to think he was slipping. He was a f- phenomenal phenomenal performer and that's why I said if him and if he didn't get hurt him and Austin would have set records yeah that yeah. wouldn't be broken to this day have you had any contact with his son 
Yes, I have. He's a very nice. Uh, he Good was kid, at yeah. that uh, at the uh, Starcast. Uh, all in. And all in yeah. Starcast. Yeah, all in the Starcast. Very nice young man. He looks just like his father, except he's a little bigger. And they did a little something with him and. MLW, and I think they're going to form the New Heart Foundation. Yeah, they have. With them. They have. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it'll be good. Don't you think it'll be good for him because he can be hidden? Yeah, the, with good. The, those boys. Hey, honestly, good for every. Good for good for him. Good for Teddy and and uh, Harry Smith. Like honestly, like right. I like that. Though, like I can, you know, who can, like, yeah. This it's kind of a synergy, like the sum is greater than the part sometimes, you know? Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I like those other two guys, too, yeah. especially. And as much as they've been around, they haven't been overexposed. So right. I think it's brand new, and it's going to be very good when it clicks. Hey, do you, uh, so um, how is that, like, you, do you watch MLW TV? I was on a show, believe it or not. <laughs> Want to hear a funny thing? Yeah. I was on on that uh, show they did, uh, Russell Riot. Yeah. Where it was like a uh, Royal Rumble, but it was you bring uh, weapons to the ring. Uh-huh. I was I was the only guy that brought a weapon to the ring. <laughs> I came out and spiked four. I came out and spiked four guys and got the biggest pop of the of night. Of course you did, Kevin. It's amazing. <laughs> Eight, no, no, not for myself. But I was uh, the only one with a weapon. You think they would told everybody to take a weapon? Kevin, you know where yeah. I was. I, yeah. I keep I keep going back to uh, to heat, and uh, you got away with a lot of stuff down there on championship wrestling from Florida, especially for that yeah. region. And you had to have gotten yeah. in trouble sometime. Come on. Here's here's. I got in trouble sometimes, yeah. I mean, we got in trouble when Dusty hung me. Yeah. I really got in trouble there. But here's where we were lucky, Sean. Eddie had done such work for 20 years, the sheriff's and boys' ranch, the girls' That's boys' it. ranch. Anytime a uh, uh, police officer went down, the, the, wedding, uh, the widow would get money. Uh, the mayor of Tampa, at one time when his baby face gave me awards on TV, uh, the Bob Martinez, state senator, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great memory, yeah. And then the state senators gave awards. They gave Eddie uh, an award with of the American flag that flew over the uh, state house for years. So. They kind of look the other way most of the time, but yeah, I got in trouble. That one and another one we got in trouble was I wasn't involved in it per se, but Terry and I jumped Dusty and Terry put a plastic bag over. Oh, Terry Funk, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got in trouble on that one. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, every yeah. now and then, hey, right now, like uh, there, uh, there's a B-roll of, of you throwing the fire in Dusty's uh, face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and so and so, Kevin. Oh yeah. I I mentioned to Kevin earlier. I I came across this YouTube channel, 106 North Albany, and I think it's an official championship wrestling from Florida YouTube channel, and it has so much incredible stuff. And and I even texted uh, 
Kevin earlier uh, his loser leap town match with, where he beat Dusty. And and there's a B roll right. Hey Kevin, do you remember Star Wars '84? You and Buzz Sawyer versus Andre and Dusty at the Sundome. Sure do. Wow, because sure there's do. a B roll of that right now playing as we're talking. They came in on a cherry pick. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and Dusty and Andre, you know, I mean, and Buzz. Yeah, Buzz, know, he was amazing. Buzz was, oh, he was light years ahead of his time, and, you know, and, uh, you know, he was a casualty, Yeah, like a lot of us were, and, uh, you know, it seems that the guys that got through are okay, you yeah. know, most of them are okay now, so yeah. thank God. But hey, Kevin, I just remember, I was there, I was there at the Sundome that night, and there was this like yellow tunnel, and like they had a follow spot, and the fog came out, and and Shout at the Devil played, and even the, the In the Beginning part played before the Shout at the Devil came on. Wow, man, yeah. when you're like 10 years old, and you see that shit, Kevin, man, you talk, I got goosebumps thinking about it, bringing me back, nostalgia goosebumps right now. Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, Kev. Yeah. You, uh, go ahead, Kev. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say you. Oh, Dusty. Dusty. No, no, I want to hear what you have to say, not Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Dusty was such a personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked with him for three years, almost every night in some capacity. Uh, him and me, me and Mark against him and Blackjack. Mark against him, me on the floor. He was such a personality, and he was so loved. I never heard it in three years. I never heard the whole time I ever was around us. Any fan ever call him fat or overweight or chubby. Man, when he made a comeback, you know, you guys were nice enough to bring him in at the, you know, give him the rub. If he had been six or seven years younger when you guys came in, the angles you could have given with him because when he bled, he'd be on his knees oh, yeah. looking up. Oh, he was terrific. Oh, yeah. And um, like just thinking about, uh, oh, yeah, you know what else I was watching, Kevin? Hey, let's co- Can you comment on this? It was, and it was the late, it was Lakeland Civic Center. It was you and Buzz versus Dusty and Exotic Adrian Street. Yep, and Miss Linda. Yep. She got spiked, right? Yep. Is that the, the one she got yeah, spiked? Yeah, and you spiked, and you spiked uh, Dusty in the, in the heart, right? And everyone came out yeah, and they stretched him back. Yeah, I spiked Dusty in the heart and we did something to Miss Linda. Yep. And rather than Adrian, rather than going Miss Linda, he went to Dusty. Dusty, yep. It was scared for Dusty, yeah. Yep. You know, and that's a crazy thing, Sean. You know how you sometimes say, oh, that's going to get over, and it doesn't? Right. And you say, oh, that will never get over? When Adrian's a very good friend of mine, uh, but when he came to Florida, I said, oh, this is a wrestling territory yep. and a violent territory. He... Doesn't look like to me that he's going to fit in any of those spots. He was a vicious, vicious heel. Fucking right. And that's where where he he came from. You see this guy dressed like a 
Alice Cooper or uh, transvestite or whatever, and then he would come out and beat you up, literally. Oh yeah. Beat you up. Yeah, and uh, you know he could wrestle. So on TV, he'd also you know <laughs> took a little bit of advantage of guys, and uh, he got over big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, and that was a cell. I think that was a pretty packed house in Lakeland Civic Center. That place yeah. held twelve thousand people. Yeah, that was one of the best towns for me and Dusty. That was where. That's the first time that I know of. I stayed underneath the ring, and I was supposed to wrestle Dusty in a cage. And they announced that I had missed my flight. Um. It was a cage, and Mark wrestled Dusty. And during the match, I kicked through the uh, the boards, and I had a linoleum uh, cutter, and I cut the rubber and popped up through the ring. I, my head looked like the alien. Wow! And we came in there. We came in there and killed Dusty until Mulligan came down, and the baby faces are trying to climb over the uh, the ring yeah. uh, cage, and we're beating them off. And Mulligan rips the cage off and goes to Dusty, but everybody thinks he's going to make a save. We get on him and juice him up. We had a hard time getting out of there. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah Lakeland's yeah. a tough town, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey, and yeah. I remember one time. I remember one time the Midnight Rider came out and and uh, and messed Dusty up, and it was like Gene Lewis, like Karma, under there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. Too. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Well, I'm sitting yeah. here fanboying out on you, Kevin. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about uh, a few years back, you were involved in a documentary called Card Subject, Card Subject to Change. Yeah. And right. you're saying it's being re-released again? It's being re-released. It's longer, and uh, there's other scenes into it, and it's cardsubjecttochange.com. Wow. And... Uh, you can go and find out how much it costs, but I would like uh, you to do this. A portion of it is going to the American Cancer Fund, and when, in the bottom of the check, what it says for, I want you to put Roman, because this guy, Roman Reigns, has suffered from everybody sending negative energy out to him. This kid looks like a movie star. He's a professional at what he does. And I know he's going to beat this. So especially you haters and people that knocked him. If you, even if you don't buy this, send something to the American cancer society, because I want to see this kid back in the ring. I happen to really like his style. You know something, Kevin? I think this, like, you know, we were talking earlier before we, um, and and I and I love that you're doing this, and and uh, and that especially for this guy, because anyone that actually really knows uh, knows him knows he's just a, a wonderful guy and a, and a great father, and just really has busted his ass, and uh, you know, um, and and. And you know a lot of the hate that he's gotten is totally undeserved. And and I think you know people get carried away. And I think a lot of those people maybe even now go, yeah, maybe I got car- a little carried away with the hate here. Uh, and maybe some don't. You know what I mean? But 
um, you know, these kinds of things, you know, uh, you know, they make people really, uh, you know, you know, take stock and, and, and think and, and, and man, Kevin, you know, our, you know, I mean, he's one of us. We're not in the same, we're not the same generation, but you know, I mean, this guy's family has, has always been wonderful to me and you know, his family and, you know, and this is my fourth generation. Yeah. Can I add a little levity to us? Please. Because you're, because you're so sincere. He's one of us. Yeah, absolutely. He's in the brotherhood. This is my fourth generation, okay? I wrestled in the second ever Peter Maivia Memorial Championship match in Samoa. Wow. I was wrestling Siva Afa. Oh, Siva Afa. Max. I go, yeah. Yeah, I go, and there's about 10,000 people there in this uh, rugby stadium. Rugby's big and small. And Leah says, I want you to go 30 minutes and get a lot of heat. Leah rocks grandmother. Yeah. I want you to get a lot of heat on him, and he's going to, then he's going to get some juice, and you're going to make a comeback. And I said, there's no security here. <laughs> she said, oh, don't worry. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> I said. Leah, there's no security. Hey, who are you so working just with? Just go ahead. Siva Afi. Oh, Siva Afi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. I just had a yeah. brain fart. Yeah. 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 So we get into the instructions, and we they try to make it legit. And when we're getting the instructions, the bell rung. I grabbed him by the tights. I pulled him on top of me. I looked at the referee. I said, count three. One, two, three. I was back in the dressing room having a beer before they knew the back. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm breathing. And I wouldn't That's be right. breathing if I did what you did. That's but right. Sean, that was a great thing you said. He's, 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 his family has been around forever. They've paved the way for a lot of people. Yep. They deserve, you know, what you said. They're great people. And also, like, let's think about this. This is something this guy's been carrying around for 12 years, and no one knew about it. They didn't try to use it to get sympathy for him. And you know how wrestling is, Kev, more than anybody. That shit would have been played up years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, everybody would have, you know, if he... If he wasn't the type of individual he is, like you said, played up, they would have. He went would have went to them with an idea and say, "Hey, let's let's do a documentary yeah. on this, or you know, something something that doesn't fit." This guy's kept this to a secret for himself. Can you imagine going? To, like you said, he's a good father. Can you imagine going to bed every night thinking about oh? I hope I get to see my kids' yeah. baseball game next year. Uh, boy, that's brutal. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's always you can never ever not have that hanging over your head. Like, okay, this could come back anytime. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Right. Well, card subject to change. Go to that website, buy the film, and uh, donate to the American Cancer Society for sure. Mm. God damn it! I know yeah. there's other stuff I want to talk to you about, but uh, oh, oh, I know, I know, Ke- hey, Kevin. I, yes, I did, <laughs> hey, did did Eddie Graham really fly his airplane under the Skyway Bridge with the funks in the plane? Absolutely, unbelievable! Absolutely. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! Eddie was drunk. He was drunk. Wow. He was drunk, and he flew the plane. And the he uh, the FAA or yeah, 
they wanted him to stay there because they had someone had turned him in that he had yeah. flew flown under the Skyway Bridge. <laughs> he just parked, parked the plane, <laughs> left it there. The boys got out, got the car, yes. and drove off. Because <laughs> Eddie was Eddie was like there. There might have been one, a few people that were as powerful as Eddie in the state of Florida, and one of them was the governor. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and but that's no, that's about insane. the truth of it too. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Goes to show you the yeah. influence of wrestling back then. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right. Um, hey, also, Kevin, um, uh, thoughts on All In? Oh. When they announced they were going to run, I said I think they'll do good. But then when I heard they sold out in twenty nine minutes. Boy, this was kudos to everybody on the card. Kudos to uh, Cody, the Young Bucks. Again, everybody on that card. And I watched that show because I didn't go to the show itself, but they had it uh, at the convention. And I watched it. It came across terrific. They performed. They and living up to hype, you know this better than anybody, Sean. Yeah, is a hard thing to do, brother. That's right, and they and did. They lived up to. Yeah. They lived up to that hype, and I thought when Cody won the belt, the first thing that popped through my mind was, Dusty would have been so proud of the kid. Oh yeah! Wow! You know. Yeah, I, I, I said, I wish Dusty was here to see it. I'm sure he saw it, but I wish he was there in person. Mm. But, you know, uh, they did a great job, and I hope that there's another one coming soon. I you think know? there will be. I, I'm pretty sure there will be. And hopefully another star cast as well. I think that's uh, in, in the future, too. And uh, and I, I'm, it's really cool. Uh, you know what? I could keep on talking, but it's it, we're, we're coming to the end of the show. I'm, I'm going to stop now. Uh, Kevin... Man, thank I, I can't tell you how how grateful I am for uh, for you spending some of your time with us today, man. It means so much to me, man. It means that much to me because you three guys really made me look good, and uh, you guys were the, mo- were the most unique talent that I ever worked for and with. And I want to thank you guys personally on the phone. So. Awesome, Thank Kevin. you, guys. Kevin, Thank I can't. I, back there. I can't wait to to the next time we see each other, my friend. Thank you so much. I can't wait either. Kevin Sullivan, everyone. Take care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy with that. That was so cool, man. I'm so incredibly happy with that conversation just now. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take it home on a high note. Go ahead, yeah. Jimbo. Follow Sean on Twitter at the Real Xbox. He'll have all his upcoming dates and whatever he's got going on on your Twitter. Yep. I don't have any right now. Okay. And follow yep. me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. Oh, I'll be at Blizzard Brawl for uh, you know with House of uh, Hardcore, House of Hardcore and all that in Milwaukee on December first. I think it is. Cool. Go ahead. Sorry. 
As always, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Lots of new videos, lots of stuff. Also putting up all like news and updates and stuff going on there. I'm at Jay Quasto. I'm filming my comedy special this Sunday at the Brea Improv. So if you're in Orange County and you want to go, uh, hit me up and I will tell you how to get tickets. Otherwise, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and Arizona every single week. All right. Well, we'll see you right here next week on X-Pac 12360. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox, and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.